the mission and the mandate. I just want to kind of carry on from what I shared two weeks ago um, when we looked at Pentecost. I want to thank everyone for your very, very kind words about what I shared that morning. Um, you're all very kind and lovely. So I just thought I would try and continue on with that, a bit of a sequel. So the mission and the mandate. Let's read Psalm, 60, Psalm, 6, Psalm 96, 1 to 6 together. Um, and in one of my Bibles, it's entitled, A Song of Praise to the Lord. So you can read along with me here on the screen. O sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord, bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Isn't that beautiful, church? Psalm, now it's far longer than that. That's only six verses. So you can read that when you get home today. I want to take one phrase from this beautiful psalm that we've just read this morning and use it as our foundation for this short talk uh, this morning. And it's the second part of verse two that I want us to focus on, if I can go back to it, kind of as a launch pad for the rest of this morning's message. And it's those words, show forth his salvation from day to day. Okay, say from day to day. From day to day, okay. Um, another version gives it a little more clarity, okay. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Okay, and one of my other favorite translations, the New Living, has it like this. Sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Isn't that wonderful, church? That he saves, okay. We heard the exhortation from the pen of David this morning. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. What else are we to do? Each day, proclaim the good news that he saves, that the Lord saves, okay? Other versions have that phrase like this. Day after day, announce, <clears throat> okay? So this is an announcement to be made. Day after day, announce, the Lord has saved us, amen? Day after day, announce that the Lord saves his people. It's not beautiful? The International Children's Bible, so easy to grasp, Every day, tell how he saves us. Tell how he saves us. You know, in the church, in this church, in the church worldwide, we hear a lot of talk about calling, okay? About calling, the call of God, the calling of God and all other variations of that. People say, <clears throat> God is calling me to go here. God is calling me to do this. God is calling me to be this. God has called me to do, to be, to go. You often hear the words, I feel the call of God on my life to do A, B, or C. People might ask you, what's God calling you to do? What's God called you to do? What, where has God called you to go? Well, what I want to make clear at the outset this morning, and if you leave with nothing else, leave with this, we are all called. Every single one of us is called, okay? Say, I am called. Now you know now. If you're a believer in Jesus, you are what Paul calls the called of God. You're the called of God. Listen to what Paul writes to the believers in Rome, a passage that we know so well. 
And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of a son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. And those wonderful words from the pen of Paul this morning. We are all called. These he also called, whom he called. Okay, you can see it there so many times. We are those who have been called according to his purpose. Isn't that good news this morning? According to his purpose. Not our own purposes, but his purpose. And we're all called to the same thing. The same purpose, the same calling, and the very same mission. As believers, as disciples, as followers of Jesus, we all share in one common calling. Whether you're in church leadership or not, whether you're an elder, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a deacon, whether you're not, it's completely irrelevant. Forget about all those titles and offices and things that we, that we have in the churches. We are all called to the same mission. It's not just for me. It's not just for our elders. It's not just for Alan. It's not just a calling for the, for even for the super spiritual or for those who teach and preach. It's not just for the evangelist who will maybe travel the world and preach to hundreds and thousands. Most of us will never do that in our lifetime. But we are all called, church. We're all called to the same mission. If you're a believer, if you're a follower, you're part of the ecclesia, the body of Christ, the called out ones. That's exactly what we are, the called out ones, the body of Christ. And as the church, as believers in Jesus, as that body, we are his hands and his feet. You know that, don't you? We're his hands and his feet. We're called to be a city set on a hill and we're called to be salt and we're called to be light. We're called among many other things with a mission and a mandate. What is it? To go into the world, make disciples of all nations by teaching the word of God and the commandments of God and to share and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. That is what we are all called to do. That God's rule and reign has come now and exists in the hearts of those who are citizens of the king's domain. We're all called to share what we call the gospel. All of us, not just me, not just Alan, not, our, not just our elders, not just those evangelists that travel the world. Every single one of us is called to share the gospel, to share the word of God and to teach and preach the truth of God's word, to tell the world, to proclaim to the four corners of the earth, the earth what God has done through his son, Jesus Christ. Church, everyone needs to hear this message. Every single person. But you and I know, look, I understand this morning, God doesn't really expect us to tell the whole world. Impossible, okay? We're human, we have limitations. No man or woman would be capable of that. But I believe that God wants us to tell our world. You know what I'm saying? Our world, our little world around us. That is the, the country that we live in, the city that we live in, the community that we live in. 
God wants us to go and proclaim to our city, to our nation, to our community, to our families, the good news of Jesus Christ, to share the gospel with every single person that we come into contact with. Those who are near and dear to us, those we've known for many years and those we've maybe only known a few weeks or months, those we come into contact with in the day-to-day of life, those in our families, those in our workplaces. Church, anyone that we have an opportunity to share with, it's a chance to share the good news. God will give you many, many opportunities and I pray that we take them. You see, we are mandated, we have a mission a mission to reach the lost with the good news of Jesus Christ. Each and every one of us has signed up for missionary work. Did you know that? Say yes, Pete. Now you know. Maybe you didn't know, but now you know. We've all signed up to be missionaries. Small M missionaries, maybe, yes, but we're all called to be missionaries. No one gets to opt out. We're all called to it. You're called, I'm called, and we're called together as the body to mission, evangelism, and discipleship. Three key components in the growth and expansion of the very kingdom of God. As the church, corporately, yes, of course we're called, but we're called as individual believers living out our lives for the Lord. We know that we're the body of Christ, but remember the body is made up of many members and we all have a responsibility as those members. Look, when was the last time you told someone about Jesus? Very simple question, but it can be difficult to answer sometimes. And I'm asking myself this morning too, when was the last time you shared the gospel with someone in your family, in your workplace, in the street? When was the last time you told anyone you testified? We we talked two weeks ago about being witnesses. Do you remember? We're called to be witnesses, to share our testimonies with people, to share what God has done in each of our lives. When was the last time you even shared a little bit of what God has done? Put up your hand if God's done something in your life. We've all got something to share, haven't we? We've all got, we can share about his faithfulness, his goodness, how he's kept us over the years, the healing in our lives, the, the times that he's brought us through, the trials and tribulations. We've all got things that we can share. When was the last time you just sat down with someone and said, here, let me tell you what God's done in my life? That's a great way to to, to break the ice to share the gospel. When was the last time we opened our mouths and witnessed about the goodness, the mercy and the compassion and the grace of God outside of of this building? It's it's, It's great in here to get up and testify and tell the church what you've done. Nothing wrong with it at all. But let's use those things to reach people with the gospel. Let's share about what God's done in our lives. When was the last time that you shared with someone that there's a savior who rescues and restores? Because people need rescued. People need restoration in their lives. I know you all live in the same world as I do, and it's a mess, and the world needs a savior, and we have the answer. We're called to be his hands and feet, okay? We're the ones that God has called to go and share the good news. If we don't do it, no one else will. We need to tell people that there's a God who cares about them, who loves them, and who desires that intimate relationship with them. Church, the world needs hope, doesn't it? It's lost. Well, there is hope, and that hope is found in Jesus Christ. That hope is found in the good news of the gospel. 
that the, sure that there's a way to God and Jesus is that way, that truth and that life. Look, I know, I understand that this message is not, people don't wanna hear this today. And, and people out there, the media and those, and they're gonna do everything they can to, to stop us talking about Jesus. They're gonna try and get us to shut up, but we won't. We need to share that Jesus is the only way, he's the only truth, and the only life. There's so much truth, there's so much talk about truth at the minute. It's your truth. What a load of nonsense. There only is, the truth is the truth. The facts are the facts. Jesus is the only truth. That's it. And we, we, we can't be ashamed of that. We can't shy away from it. He's the only way. So much talk, even in the church, of there being many ways to God, many ways to this, many ways to that. You can believe whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. You can live whatever way you want. We're all gonna get there in the end. No, no. He said it himself, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And people are looking for life. They're looking for something. I said this two weeks ago, they're looking for something. They've got that God-shaped hole in them and they're looking in everything and everywhere and in every place for something that they're never gonna find because it's only found in Jesus. Amen? So we need to get out and tell them and share Sure that there's a greater age to come, but thankfully, thank the Lord that this is not the end. <laughs> that this is not, we won't be here forever. There's a greater age to come. And those who are saved and sanctified and rescued and restored by Jesus and are citizens of the kingdom of God will live for eternity in the new heavens and the new earth. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to this horrible earth being <laughs> destroyed. And I'm looking for that new creation that God's gonna bring. When was the last time you mentioned Jesus at all to anyone? In any sense or form or shape? You know, I'd be, I'd be quite ashamed to tell you the, the answer to that question for myself. But God has given us this task and me, you, us together, we're called to be his witnesses. We are called and commanded to go and share the good news of Christ with those of this generation. God has put us here for, for this time, for a time like this. He has called us into this generation to be his witnesses, to share with those who live with us and work with us and do life with us, those whom we like and those whom we don't like. They all deserve to hear the gospel. You see, every life is precious to God and we need to treat them all the same. We all have our part to play in this great commission. We all have to witness and testify and share. And sometimes all we really have to do is just open our mouths and speak. It's really not that difficult. Look, I know, look, lots of you in here like to talk. Can't get you to shut up sometimes. Talk about Jesus. We talk, we're good at talking about everything else. The football, I'm talking about myself here. The football, the new, the new movie that we like, films, the weather, our pets, how great our family is, how great this and that is. Why don't we share about how great Jesus is? Why is it so difficult for us? I'm speaking to myself too, by the way. Why is it so difficult for me to do that? I can literally talk nonsense about anything else for hours and hours and hours, but when it comes to actually sharing about something that's so, so important, I can't do it. 
what's wrong with us? Let's try and change that, can we? Let's change it. I'll try too. You know, it's a great gift to be able to speak to people and share with people. And whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, especially if you're an extrovert and you're good with people, that's a great gift that God has given you. So share wherever God has placed you. I think the problem is sometimes that we can become so inward focused, so comfortable and so self-occupied, you know, and it, I'm not saying that what we do here is not, um, it's right that we come here on Sundays and we worship and we, we have communion together and all the other churches to their meeting and that's amazing and we need to do that. But the reason that we're doing it is so that we can then be sent out and be witnesses. Do you understand that? We're here to meet, to share together, to worship the Lord, but then it's my job to tell you to get out there and do it. And I've done that. So now it's your job to go out and do it. Okay? We meet so that we can be built up in our faith so then we can go out and take the good news to our community and our country and the nations. Because they need the message of hope. They need the message of healing. They need the message of rescue and restoration. As I said two weeks ago on Pentecost Sunday, people are looking for something. They really are. And the thing is that we have the answer. Jesus is still the answer. Do you believe that? It's a very quiet this morning. Am I putting you to sleep? Jesus is still the answer. Am I right? We know the one who heals and restores. We know the one who can take a broken life, just like he took mine and put it back together. We know the one who brings light into darkness and brings life into death. We know the one. Let's share the one. But you know what is tragic, church? While we sit here this morning, and it, it's right and it's good, in our services, in our other meetings, safe and secure, there are so many people passing on from this life without a knowledge of the Lord. By the time I've shared this morning, I don't know what the, the statistics are, how many people have passed away. It's like that. And we know life is so quick. There's so many people going to a lost eternity and God has given us the job, the mission and the mandate to go and share. Sorry to be so blunt this morning, but that's, these are the facts of life. These are the facts of life. Someone dies every minute of every day without Christ and we have a responsibility to go and share the good news with them. They need to have an opportunity to respond just like we had. No more, no less. They deserve exactly the same opportunity. It's real life. It's the way things are. Time waits for nobody, for no man or no woman. We have to face reality and accept it. There's an urgency here, church. We need to be urgent about this. We need to be, there needs to be a real urgency about our commission. God has given the task to us to reach out and share, to tell and speak the good news, to share the love of God and the good news of Jesus about his death, his sacrifice, his precious blood, and his glorious resurrection. A message of hope that the world desperately needs, that your world desperately needs. How are we doing with the task? How are we doing? I'm not doing so great, but I want to do better. And I hope you want to do better. I've said it already, there's a broken world out there. 
outside these walls. And we, you and me, we know the truth of salvation. We are called not to keep it to ourselves, but to travel far and wide and spread it with everyone that we know. If you haven't started, start today. Just start today. Start tomorrow. If you're still, if you're sitting here, you've been in this church for years and years and years, and you're still wondering what God has called you to do, now you know. All this talk of calling, you know what? We're all called to about 95% of the same thing. Love God, love others, serve him, get out there and share the gospel. The other 5% are different gifts. We're all called to the same thing. We're all called to the same mission. Now we all know. You're called to be an evangelist. You're called to be a missionary. Not someone who has to go to Africa or Asia or across the water to America. You don't have to go anywhere. All you have to do is open your front door and you can be a missionary right there. We're all missionaries. We're all evangelists. We're all called to testify about the goodness of God, about the love of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God, and the eternal gift of God through Jesus Christ. We're all called to play our part in the Great Commission. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Say it with me. Amen. Did you see that? He's always with us. When you go to testify, when you go to share the good news, when you go to preach, when you, whatever you're doing, Jesus is with you. To teach all nations. Other translations have make disciples of all nations. How do we make disciples of nations? Yes, that's a big task, but let's start with our own. Let's just start with our own. How do we make disciples? By preaching and teaching the word of God. That is how disciples are made. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If we want to bring people into the faith once delivered to the saints, that true apostolic faith, then they must hear the precious word of God. It must be read, it must be studied, it must be preached, and it must be taught. There must be a clear communication of the word of God. The people must be instructed in the commandments and the statutes of God. They must be taught church with an open Bible. With an open Bible. We make disciples and we teach nations also by our example, through our witness, through our testimony, by living our lives in submission and obedience to the Lord. There's that wee small word in there about halfway down the PowerPoint. What's it say? Go. Go ye therefore. Go and make disciples of nations. Teach all nations by using the word of God. Church, that's not just up to me. Do you have a Bible? Say, do you have a Bible? Open it and use it. Sit down with someone with the Bible. Organize a wee Bible study in your house. Do, do whatever you need to do. Get that Bible open and share the word of God with people. That word, go, go ye therefore. In the Greek, the, 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 the tense of the verb actually means as ye are going. So it's assumed that we're going. As ye are going, teach all nations. See that they are baptized in water in the name of Jesus, buried with Jesus in baptism and raised a new spiritual life. Then last but certainly not least, teach them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. 
Instruct them in the things of God. Pass on to them what I have passed on to you. Yes, that's a big part of what myself and Alan and anyone else that teaches here does. It's our role, it's our responsibility to bring the word of God to you, our, our flock. And we take that very seriously. But it's, you're also called to be in the word, to be reading the word, to be studying the word, to be sharing the word with other people. And if you're only coming here on a Sunday morning and listening to me or Alan for half an hour, that's not gonna feed you. You need to be in the word yourself and then you can share that word with other people. Jesus says, keep in mind all that I've shared with you, words of wisdom and the wonderful works done in the name of God. Keep my words in your minds and in your hearts and when you have a chance to evangelize and lead someone to me, to see them brought from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, then take the opportunity to share the words of life with them. Jesus wants us to carry on the truth of his teaching. He doesn't want us to forget his words. He doesn't want us to forget his instruction. You know, thankfully for all of us, the apostles and the disciples did as they were asked and we have four wonderful accounts of the life of Jesus and his incredible authoritative teaching. We have it in black and white. We just need to read it, study it, live it, be in it every day. We don't have to just remember it. We have it right in front of us. We have absolutely no excuse not to follow the commandments of Jesus because we can read them every single day. And you know that person, again two weeks ago we shared about building that relationship with a person. It can take weeks, months, sometimes years. That person that you're building that relationship with and praying for, that person that you desire to bring the good news to, why not give them a Bible? There's, out in the hallway, there's loads of Bibles, we have loads of Bibles here. If you've got someone you would love to gift the Bible to, just lift one on your way out. Just say, look, I was thinking about you, I was praying for you. Have you got a Bible? Sure, have a wee read at that. Why not? It's worth a go, isn't it? Or you, I'm sure you all have spare Bibles in the house. Hand them out to your friends, your family members. As a wee gift, go, make disciples, teach them the word, see them baptized in Jesus' name, see they are commanded to do all I have taught you by my words and example. A scripture we all know so well. I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. Church, we need to be like Paul this morning. I am ready to preach all the time. You're ready to share the good news of Jesus. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. We know, all of us know, that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the very power of God, the salvation, to everyone that believes, every man, every woman, every boy and girl, and they all need to hear the good news. And yes, we're gonna to have to share things that people don't wanna hear about today. No one wants to hear about sin. No one wants to hear about repentance. No one wants to hear about, well, let's be honest, no one really wants to hear about Jesus, do they? We'll have to share it. We'll have to put in the hard work in the, in the hard hours. Share about the cross and the blood and the resurrection, the word of God, the Bible, as the foundation of all things. Look, I know you don't have to tell me. No one wants to know about the Bible these days. They want the Bible out of everything. But it's up to us to go. 
make disciples and share. We've got to try. We've got to keep going. We've got to keep pressing on and sharing the good news of the gospel. Why? Well, church, at the end of the day, it's all about Jesus, isn't it? It's all about Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's the message. He is the message. There's no other message, church, because there's no other way. He's the only way. He's the only truth. He's the only life. There's no, there's no other name under heaven by which anyone can be saved. We know that, don't we? That's why people need to hear his name. That's why people need to hear the gospel of Jesus. We have to do it. We must be active. We have to go as you are going. As we are going today, let's share the good news. What is this good news? That Jesus is alive and that he saves. Amen? But remember, as we are going, we must do all of this in a loving way, in a compassionate way, and in a non-judgmental way, or we will drive people further than they've maybe ever been before, away from this good news. We are called as believers to reach out in love and to share the good news to all. No discrimination, no judgment, no favoritism. All people, anyone that God puts in your life deserves to hear this good news. Our families, our friendship groups, and our community. Do you remember years ago, Alan's phrase, each one reach one? It works. It works. If we all just reached one person, I know we all want to see this church grow and flourish, don't we? Well, if each of us just reached one person, we'll double the number in no time. But we've got to be out there doing it. Nothing beats one-on-one -on -one personal relationship personal witness, personal testimony and leading someone personally to the Lord with your story, with what God's done in your life told with honesty and a sincere heart because that can open such a good door. Tell them the story of how God rescued you, how he helped you, how he delivered you, how he took you out of where you were and put you where you are today. I know you all have a story like that. Your story of grace, your story of deliverance, your story of repentance, rescue and restoration. Your walk, your life, how you speak, how you live. How do you react when life throws you in the deep end? Do you know what? It's a witness to everyone around you. Remember the wee saying, you're the only Bible someone will ever read. Remember that? That's until you give them a Bible. They can read that too. They'll have two Bibles to read. You've one mouth and two ears. There's a reason why. We can listen. You know, there are people out there with many difficulties, many problems. And if you're building relationships with someone, it's good to take time to listen to them. That can be a great witness too. It's good to talk. It's good to tell. That's what my message is about this morning. But it's also good to listen and hear what people are going through. And then that's an opportunity for you to say, I know something that might help you. I have a savior, one I know so well. What's the next line of that? Never tongue can tell. It's a wee while since we sang that, isn't it? 
great way to share the gospel. It's a great way to build a relationship with someone. Just be a friend. Be a shoulder to cry on. Be someone who they can call on to no matter what time of the night. And eventually just share with them the gospel. You know, God has really been speaking to me about this, about my own witness, my own testimony, my own life. How often do I share with people? How often do I break the ice and, 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 and try and bring the gospel to someone? And I want to get back on track with that. I want to be the evangelist that I was a few years ago when I was more active in this. And just being honest this morning, I, I need to get better at this. I want to get a passion back for the gospel because it's the good news of God for salvation. Not my words. They might open the door, yes. Not my deeds. Yes, they might start a conversation. But it's all about the gospel. It's all about the gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news of what Jesus Christ did on that cross, his death and his resurrection, it is the power of God, the salvation. There's nothing else. Only the good news. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. Are you with me? Keep Jesus at the center of everything you say and do and continue to be that witness for him. And I said earlier, if you've never started today, it's a perfect day to start. There's always an opportunity. Just open your mouth and speak. God will help you and God will guide you. Don't be afraid. Stick to what you know. And you know what? If they ask any difficult questions, give them Alan's phone number. <laughs> he can sort it. Don't be giving them mine. But church, seriously, just tell them about Jesus because he's everything. Let's get back to mission. I know as a church we're, we're focused on mission, but maybe we could be focused a little bit more and that's okay. Let's focus on the mission that God has given us as a church and as individuals to always make the best opportunity to share the good news with someone. Go out this morning knowing that you're a missionary and an evangelist, small m, small e, but you're still called. You don't have to go to India. You don't have to go to Kenya with Brendan, although they would love you to go. <clears throat> All you have to do is walk out your front door. A huge mission field out there. As Jesus would say, the fields are white on the harvest. There's a huge mission field out there. We don't have to go anywhere. Our country is so secular now. It's so unchristian that there's a huge community out there that needs to know the Lord. God will give you the opportunity and he will give you the words to speak. We just have to do it. Church, I believe the gospel still changes lives. I believe that it's still the power of God, the salvation to anyone and everyone that believes. And we get to partner with God in this great commission. That's the incredible thing. God wants to use us. He wants to partner with us in this great commission. Let's take Psalm 96 as our inspiration. Sing to the Lord. We've sang this morning. Bless his name. We've come and we've blessed him this morning. And then proclaim the good news of a salvation from day to day. That's our job for every day this week. To proclaim the good news. Do you remember this from a few weeks ago? Oh. 
For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good news. Remember I told you two weeks ago I had horrible feet. (laughs) But I want us to all have beautiful feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Let's all go out today with those beautiful feet. You were meant to go out two weeks ago with beautiful feet. I hope you did. And I hope you've been walking the gospel about everywhere you've went. That's what we're called to do. We're his hands and his feet and we're called to bring that gospel wherever we go. Let's go out with beautiful feet. Paul says, how shall they hear without a preacher? Most people read that and they think, oh, that's that's a preacher's job. No, 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 no. We're all called. We're all called. You shall be my witnesses. We're all called this morning. We are called to have beautiful feet and with them we are to go and preach the gospel of peace. People need peace in their lives. They need the good news of peace, that peace that passes all understanding and we're called to go to them, not for them to come to us. We've been given the good news, we've been given the glad tidings, we have been given those beautiful feet to go, to speak, to share and to serve with the good news of the gospel. To those in our Jerusalem, just outside the door. Maybe we'll go to Judea, a little bit further in our nation. And then the ends of the earth. Who knows where God will do do with us and where he will take us. With the mission and the mandate. The church, I want us to go, all of us to go out today with Psalm 96. Reverberating in our hearts and our minds. And use it as the motto for our mission and mandate. Sing a new song to the Lord. David, will you come? Let's sing a song now. Sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves.